Cover City Sports is back October 8th, 2020, episode 11. We're talking about Clemson versus Miami, a big game upcoming in college football this week, along with upcoming games in the NFL. Lantern, let it rip. Yeah, Cover City. Cover City Sports is back, episode 11 here on 10-8-2020. We got a full episode for you. We did a lot of prep work on this one, didn't we, Steve? Yeah, Dave, I think we, we did our homework. I think you guys are going to be impressed. First time ever, I'm actually live with Steve-O in the same room. Uh, usually, Rooster is with is with Steve-O, and Lantern and myself are operating remotely. Uh, due to some power outages, Steve-O and us are together, and Rooster's in his hen house. How's the hen house, Ro? It smells, but I like the change of scenery. All right, all right. Well, we'll have to work on that stank. But if you like the change of scenery, we're gonna we're gonna roll with it here this week, uh, week eleven. Lantern, how about you? Uh, I took a shower today, so I'm I'm feeling fresh and clean. Uh, still haven't gotten a haircut though. Letting the flow go. Was that just a general comment? You took a shower, or did did you guys have power outages? Is there something behind that? Ah, uh, roof smells. <laughs> well let's get into it here let's go around the room uh we're gonna start here with our favorite moment uh of the previous re weekend so uh rooster why don't you kick things off and tell us about our boy our guy brandon Ayuk of the 49ers takes a little screen pass 38 yards and hurdles a guy uh still floating in the air i have another one comes from uh tyler hero in his backdoor cover the other night, the Lakers were covering nine points with a seven and a half point spread. Here he comes down the final second, saving the heat spread. That was my most exciting point of this week. You know, it's funny. Mine was also Ayuk uh, floating on that 38 yard screen pass. It, it's, you know, we, we sometimes we, we have a group chat. So we go back and forth throughout the week. And Rooster and I at the same time were both like Ayuka. He's just kind of the cover city boy. I don't know how he couldn't be. So I also had the the SMU winning by three points over Memphis. Those games are generally good. They have been the last three years. It was um, back and forth, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, SMU was up. winning like 21 or to three. or They were up. They, they were, were up big. Yeah, yeah, they were up and 20 then, points at one point. Yeah, and then Memphis came back, and then it was kind of a little back and forth action. A little back and forth. End. Not as much as Vegas expected. It uh, the, the over did not hit. I think the over was at like 78, but. Uh, yeah, after watching Ayuka, I was singing, Ayuka, leave, I can fly. <laughs> Ayuka might have seen it, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't play. Dave, this is how I finished up the weekend. It was, uh, it was uh, pretty exciting. I don't know if you guys uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, but if you did, I was 8-2 and two with my Twitter picks, 4-0 with my Cover City Sports picks on Instagram, baby. And this is where I ended up to end the weekend. Haha, <laughs> glad to be back in the black, baby. Getting that money. I uh, had a good weekend, Dave. Had a, had a pretty, pretty good weekend. I'm going to look to keep it rolling here uh, this week. I'm eight and two with my Twitter picks, and then four, four and all with my Cover City Instagram picks. You got to. You check in. I had money lines. We had best bets. We had NFL. We had college. Hit them all. Four and all, Rue. We said on last week's episode it was your revenge tour. Yeah, yeah. It, we played the 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 uh, Harry Dunn telling Lloyd he, he 
totally redeemed himself. He lived up to his word. Steve-O lives up to his word. What about Lantern? You got a, you got a, a highlight from last weekend? No. He sent me a picture that he looked like Kurt Cobain with that haircut. Hit. So, so Steve-O, we were briefly kind of shooting the shit and uh, – you know, we were talking about Monday Night Football and how you would kind of rather have it on a Tuesday. Why is that? Well, here's the thing. It's like, you know, you, you're up late Saturday night watching all those games and what's going on. And basically, it's from noon till midnight is Saturday. And then Sunday, you're you're from 1 till 11, 30, 12 o'clock, basically, you know, watching those games. By Monday night, you just basically want to you go to work. You want to come home and basically relax and veg out. But then you got to pay attention to the Monday night game. So it's like... But by, by by that time I'm I'm fried. So it's like unless it's a really good game and I got money on it, I'm probably not paying attention. Like this Monday night, didn't even watch the seven o'clock game, which is pretty pitiful. I always kind of blame the West Coast for having the you know the the game so late because they don't even watch it anyway. So you know, I I, I think that either change the time or, or do something different. I just Monday night football doesn't work for me. Rue college life, Rue. Does this apply at all? Oh, no, not really. We're looking for football at any single time of the day. We've been really excited about Maction coming back. We'll have Maction November 4th. We'll get Tuesday, Wednesday night football games. That's the shit we live for. We want to sit down. We want to see football. We want to throw money on some some games here and there. We live for football seven days a week. Rue, what about your late night? Uh, we're going to probably get a segment going here with the late night. Uh, Rue Baby Love whack picks, uh, ten thirty Saturday night. You know that'll keep you up till two. two oh, I, I morning. Couldn't be more excited for these late night picks. There's nothing. There was nothing better than coming out from a nice little long night out on the town to catching the second half of a Pac-12 game, probably a live bet in the over and watching that not hit. Do you We're almost there. Live, do you watch it live from your race car bed or <laughs> right after I get tucked in? <laughs> so we're, we're gonna have again the uh the DraftKings fantasy last week's winner was uh one of our handicappers so one of um the guys that's given out picks weekly on our twitter and instagram my boy naked meals took it home last week uh neely's won he won about 8k in fantasy last year in, in about four or five different guys are freaking we, we invited a shark into our draft <laughs> yeah should have <laughs> hid the uh put a password on that one but uh he, he's uh he's kind of a I don't want to call him a genius because he, he should never use the word genius with with Neely in the same sentence. But when it comes to fantasy, he's on. So we might get him on for a future episode to talk about so, some fantasy football with us. But look for his picks next week. We'll have the one the fantasy draft uh, link out on Twitter and on Instagram. The last two weeks we filled it twenty people in, in both. I think what was number one take home like uh, ninety ninety and yep. the prizes for for second yeah, and third ninety so. fifty and. 30, I believe. So get into that if you can. Uh, and let's go ahead. Let's, let's get into some college football games that are upcoming this week. Let's start off with the Red River rivalry uh, at noon on Saturday. Say, say that five times fast, huh? I, when, I say, when I hear Red River rivalry, it's like Red Rum, Red Rum, Rum, Red Rum, River Rum, Rim. The Red River Rum twins from The Shining are here. So, Steve, this is a, this is a huge game for Texas, is it not? Well, I, coming off a loss, and actually, so Oklahoma opened up Big 12 play uh, with two straight losses, uh, first time since 1998 that happened. Uh, Texas lost, a, 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 I'd say, a tough one last week to Iowa State. 
Um, so heading to this game, it's actually uh, Oklahoma isn't ranked, um, which is very surprising uh, for for Big 12 fans. But so th this game was kind of projected to be a much bigger game. But after them both coming off a loss, uh, kind of took a little uh, little fire away from them. But uh, Texas is uh, given two points here. Uh, the, the play I look for, Dave, though, is the over. Uh, it's, it's 71. It's a high line. But I, I think that these two teams uh, are going to put up some points. Yes, yeah, so I think you, you just said it wrong. But Texas played TCU. They lost TCU 33-31 last week. Oh, I'm sorry. You just yes. had the games reversed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a little surprising by Texas. Texas in 2018 had one of the top draft picks, one of the or not draft picks, one of the top recruiting classes. They had uh, some of the most four and five star recruits there, at least in I think the top top five, top ten, call it. And so this is they're all third year. They have over 30 players that have at least started one game on the team, and they've lost to TCU. I think the last two years they're they're not like the big bad Texas even in the state of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Patterson usually they, they do they always say Gary Patterson plays Texas uh well. Tom Herman um he thought he'd probably be doing a little bit more um you know since he he got to Texas. Um but but again, I, I you know, Texas is averaging 51 points this year. Oklahoma is averaging 37. Uh they're both averaging over 500 uh yards per game on offense. So I just I look for for this to to be an overplay, uh, regardless of who I can't figure out who played last week. But this week I think uh, I think we're we're looking at an over uh, over bet. Yeah, a lot of people when this line came out thought Texas was going to be favored. They're they're actually plus two, so an interesting line. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to to Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee with the longest winning streak in the SEC faces Georgia. Uh, Georgia's defense looks good. Offense at quarterback has been questionable, but they had some 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 decent play last week. Yeah, so they have a. It's actually a pretty interesting story about Georgia's uh, quarterback, Dave Stetson Bennett, the fourth guy. Guy sounds like he'd be like a Brooks brother, PJ's model, like male model or something like that. But he actually started his career at Georgia as a walk on. Uh, then went to JUCO school and then came back on scholarship this year. He was actually fourth on the depth chart to start camp uh, behind Jamie Newman, who who opted out to play uh, JT Daniels and uh, Mathis there, who, who who looked like he couldn't start for for uh, a Pop Warner team. But anyway, so he he's he's uh he's taking over the reins as a starter. Georgia's defense is tough. Um, I know you said Tennessee's coming off the longest win streak in college football, eight game win streak. Um, but, but I just watching what Georgia's done the first two weeks, uh, with, with, with their defense, I just, I looked at, for them to, to lock up Tennessee. And, uh, I just, I think that the Bulldogs defense is too much. Um, I, I really, the, the line here is, is I think it's down to 12 now, uh, Tennessee's getting 12 points. I think the 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 under might be the play in this game at forty five. I think that's uh, that's one to look at. So, Steve, uh, you step on a hundred dollar bill, you got to put it on a parlay on this game. What's the bet? Partly, you want two? So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, twelve. I just think twelve is a lot of points, but I'm not sold on Tennessee. But I do like what Jeremy Pruitt's doing. I guess I got to go. I'm going to go with the Vols with the points and the under. That's where, where I'm going to follow the mind. points and the unders. Drew, you got anything to say about your dogs down in Georgia? 
Yeah, no, I I agree with Steve-O. I like what Jeremy Pruitt's doing. He's a He's been a top defensive mind in college football. I would definitely ride with the under in this game. Uh, Georgia looked real good last week, uh, really showed out against Auburn. And, I mean, like you said, Steve-O covered it. This, these are two defensive teams going at it. I might take Tennessee minus 13 or minus 12, whatever you get them at, just because of how their offense was playing last week, oh, how plus, well. Plus, plus. No, Georgia. Oh, you might take Georgia. I would take Georgia minus 13. How their offense is playing, this Stetson, this frat boy, I think he can chuck the rock, and I think they got weapons all over this team. I would take under Georgia minus 13, minus 12. I like like that, Rube, frat boy. Definitely, that's a frat boy name right there, Stetson Bennett. The The third. Was it the fourth? The the fourth. Yeah. Wasn't that uh wasn't that Dan Aykroyd's character in trading places? It might have been something like that. So I'm I'm a, I'm a wannabe Georgia fan for the last three years. I just I really, really wish I was a Georgia fan. I don't really have a college team. I'd love for Syracuse for it to be Syracuse, but it's it's just not. Um so I'll, I me and my buddy said we're going to go down to Georgia this year and watch a game. COVID happened. So we said this last year during the college season. It didn't yep. happen. I've been to a Tennessee game, watched Tennessee play South Carolina. Georgia would be the, the next place I want to go to see a football game. Uh, Steve, you've been to a lot of stadiums. Have you been to Georgia? And no. what's, what's the one that comes to the top of your head immediately? I went to Notre Dame a couple of years ago. That was pretty cool, uh, cool other than it was November. Um Big, my, our brother, uh, mine, Pat's older brother, he's been to a lot of games. He's been to, to Oxford, Ole Miss. Uh, he's been to uh, the Orange Orange Bowl to watch Florida State, Miami. So that was awesome. He's been to Gainesville to watch Florida State, Florida. He's been to Tallahassee, Doak Campbell Stadium to watch Florida State play numerous times. Um, I've been to Duke. I've been to NC State. Um, you know, NC State's a pretty cool stadium. They put a lot of money into it. Um, but I'd say Notre Dame was definitely the coolest with just with the nostalgia of, of are you on board for a cover city field trip, 2021 to Georgia? Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Sign me up. Real. Can you get someone to watch the hen house for a week for a few, for a long weekend? (laughs) I can find a hen to hold it down. (laughs) Well, let's let's roll into Florida minus seven against Texas A&M, uh, who's ranked 21 over under in this game is 57 and a half Florida ranked number four. Florida's hot. How hot? They didn't. They really didn't impress that much last week. Um, I guess as much offensively as I thought they were going to. Um, but uh, I, Texas A and M looked horrible against Vandy. They got absolutely smashed against Bama last week. So I, I you know, I really like Florida. I think they're, you know, like you said, ranked fourth in the nation. Um, they're actually fourth in the nation in scoring two at 44.5 points a game. Bama's or uh, Van, uh, Aggies, uh, AM's coming off a 28 point loss to, to Bama. So I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think that uh, Florida handles their business here um, at Texas AM. Uh, f- actually, a pretty, pretty funny uh, tidbit on, on Kyle Trask. Uh, Florida's quarterback. He is, uh, he's from Texas, uh, grew up in Texas. His whole family is Texas A&M, uh, Aggie fans. He's actually named Kyle after Kyle field, the, the home, the home field of, uh, of Texas A&M. So, uh, I, you know, I think they'll definitely be rooting for, for their, uh, their son 
and their uh, their family member, but uh, I guess their hearts uh, their hearts in in uh, Aggie Land. So I don't know. I hope Jimbo Fisher, uh, you know, maybe leg falls off or something like that. But other than that, I just uh, I feel like you got to be licking your chops at Florida minus seven. Licking like, your chops. Then, again, like the soccer bet about the 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 Thursday night game, Brew, when I was asking about the Bucks, it's almost like why is Florida only getting given seven points? Like I would have thought 13, 14 points would have been the line here after watching AM just get drubbed by freaking Bama last week. You know, right. they lost by 28. It wasn't like they, you know, oh, they kept it close. No, they, I mean they were never even in the game. Bama I dominated. Right, I feel like with the spread and over under two, it looks like Vegas Vegas is expecting Texas A&M's uh, offense to keep up with Florida Florida's offense. And I don't know if we touched on Kyle Pitts. Uh, what we I think what we see out of him is pretty special. Twelve catches, six first downs, six touchdowns. They're flexing him out, making him go get the ball against uh, these smaller D backs. But my pick down week though for Pitts last week technically. Yeah, what do you have? Yeah, I think he only he had two touchdowns. touchdowns so. yeah, only two touchdowns. Now, a good tidbit I heard uh, today on Sports Talk Radio, Florida's getting two of their D-backs back. Um, NFL caliber D-backs are going to be back this week that hadn't played yet this season. So I, I look for – I just I, – I'm taking Florida. That, that's where I'm going to go. I don't know if I'm going to pick them in my cover city picks, but I guarantee they'll be on my Twitter picks. Now, what if you were with the over-under? Over would be the play. I think they can go over, you know – like I just said, uh, Florida's averaging 44 and a half points a game. Um, you know, I, I think that Texas A&M's offense is capable of putting up a lot of points. I just, you know, running into an Alabama defense, but they didn't, They I think they only scored like 17 against Vandy. So I don't know. I, they're capable of scoring, you know, three touchdowns, three scores in the game. Um, but but I, I think Florida and their offense is going to be too much to handle. So you brought it up quickly. Just the uh, you mentioned the Bucks are playing tonight. So we're Phil. We're recording here on Thursday. Bucks are about to square off against the Bears. And you said the suckers bet like Bucks are minus three right now. Yeah. Like I I look at that line. I think the Bears are lucky to win a game. They should be one and three. Realistically, they right. easily could be one and three. Yet Tom Brady is is minus three against the Bears. I, it makes me not want to bet the Bucks. I'd bet the Bucks more easily if it was minus six. Right. But now it's minus three. I'm like, do I do they know something I don't know? That's what I always Just, think. But I still went with the Bucks. All right, so our game of the week, uh, Miami Hurricane. Uh, they play Clemson at Clemson. Uh, Clemson's minus fourteen. Both teams high scoring offenses. Um, should I mean it, it's you know Miami number seven versus Clemson number one. This is the best football we're getting right now. Is it going to live up to the hype? Will Will Miami be able to stick around long enough for it to be a game in the fourth quarter? And or. Or do they? I don't know. I think this is this is the week where we find out if Miami's legit, if they're for real, and then you also see if if Clemson is really the Clemson of old, if they're the Clemson that you know we're we're expecting them to be every year. I think you know off uh, offensively with Miami, you got uh, Derek King at quarterback is just, just a huge upgrade from whatever they've had in the past. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna touch more on on more stats uh, of this game um, because uh, I'm I'll, I guess I'll, hard roll. Tease. I'm a little tease. I'm gonna have a little play in this for my buttered hard roll yes. week. So Clemson has the the longest win streak in the ACC. Also haven't lost in the or at home longest longest home win streak. 
Um, haven't lost in the ACC since 2017. At which, home? Yeah, which wow. might have been against Cuse, right? No, that no. game was in Cuse. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not sure who it was, but. Miami has a good defense, a good QB. Clemson against Virginia last week had a lot of third and longs, but Virginia wasn't able to get them off the field. So I think this is a big game for Clemson. I wouldn't be surprised if they start off slow. I'd love to see Miami pull an upset. I'd love to see Trevor Lawrence fighting from behind a little bit. We've never really seen him fight, like fight from behind. Right. Like even just even just in the season, like hey, we got to win every single game to get to the playoffs. Right. He's always they've always just been that good. Yeah. Other last year's national championship game was really the first time you saw, but they were they were beat from jump. Like there was never like he fought back. Like LSU just ran away with that game, but. So, like I said, I think this is going to be a real test. I don't think, you know, other than Notre Dame uh, for Clemson this year, I think this is going to be their real big regular season test. So, I'm I'm interested to see. I think the points are are, are way too much. I I I'd say you know maybe Clemson by eight. Um, but but if if I'm if I'm playing the the line, I'm taking I'm taking the points and taking the hurricane. It's exciting to see uh, Clemson getting a challenge in the ACC. Or what we yeah. think to be a challenge. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like that, that's what I'm trying to kind of pull out here, right? I just think we talked about it as how Clemson and Alabama are such head and shoulders above everyone, mostly all the other teams in college football. But so, Steve, right now we're, we're kind of saying how Clemson and Alabama is is pretty much above everyone else. Four teams go to the playoffs right now. Who are those other two teams? Uh, if you if you have to. Do you throw like Ohio State in there without even playing a game? Just because of what they're predicted to do, yes, yeah, like, I would. Are just, you predicting them to do that? I, I, I am, especially in the in the Big Ten this year. I don't think, in all other than maybe Wisconsin, I don't think they're going to really. Um, I, I don't think anyone's really going to give them too much of a, a a problem there in the Big Ten. So, uh, with Justin Fields, and it's just you know. Quarterback plays huge, and I think Justin Fields is is an elite quarterback, and I think he'll definitely lead. I would have would say, you know, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State. I think those are your four t top teams. Um, you know, I think I posed a question to you earlier in the week, like, is it, is it just Bama? Is it just Bama? And uh, and Clemson and everyone else is basically playing for third place. I don't know that you know. I think this is a big week to test Clemson. I don't. I don't know if Bama looked like. We'll see what they do against Ole Miss. But the they, sports writers like kind of hate on Bama a little bit this year. Yeah, I, I look at them and I think they're. I, I don't see anything wrong. Matt Liner said uh, today on uh, Ryan Rosillo's podcast said this might be the best Bama team that Nick Saban's ever had. I look at Mac Jones and I I see a, I see him make throws in a meaningless time of the game that are phenomenal. Like back of the end zone, they're up three scores anyway, which I know that's the easy time to do it. But still, I he hit Waddle on a pass on a on a go route last week. I mean, it was in stride, like right in his bread basket, gone seventy yards. I mean, I see you chomping over there, Rue. What do you got? Your Gator chomp going on? That was that was for the top four. All right. All right. I like it. I so let me, I want to change this discussion up a little bit because you brought up Justin Fields. And I think this is one we can all chime in a little bit and, and people at home driving or doing whatever they're doing can, can kind of chime in and 
ping us on Instagram or, or Twitter and send us your thoughts. You'll get a response quicker than uh, than you will from your wife. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> um, Justin Fields obviously is behind Trey Lance right now when it comes to, to to top quarterback pick. Right, Trey Lance is going one. Jets and Giants are tanking for Lance for or sorry, tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Justin Fields obvious Second. number two. Yep. Trey Lance is in that mix. McShay and um, Mel and, Kuyper and Kuyper yep. are actually saying how if he performs well enough in the combine and in first scouts, he, he could be up there with Justin Fields. They, they say they're very similar. Yeah. Some of them both have some pros and cons. So Trey Lance, we talked about this early in the week. Trey Lance had his one game, his one game schedule at North Dakota State this week or last week. Right. They won. He didn't really have a, a total stellar performance. He did well on the ground and 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 threw for I think like 150 yards or something, but had an interception. It was a completely meaningless game. Like it, it was no different than the silver bullets suiting back up and playing on Thanksgiving. Flag football. I know it's it really was though, Dave. So my question is: should he have transferred? Assuming he could have got eligibility, should he have transferred? Because he I mean, there's a lot of money between being picked the second overall quarterback and the third. Exactly. I, I would have liked to see him at least try to transfer because what's his what 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 did he gain by playing that one game for North Dakota State? He got to have like a walk off game at North Dakota. And he like, played this like is shit. My, this is my you know for his standards, yes. I should say. For no, me, he, it was a great game, but for him, it was it was a down game. He needed to come out throw for three hundred yards, no interceptions, three touchdowns, and run for for eighty plus yards. Right. Right and a touchdown. Right, like, and it didn't right. happen. But you can't you can't fault him no, for that performance. No, no, that's like what that was thing. the hand he was dealt. Weird. But like in in my my argument here is, I would absolutely have left. I don't think he wanted to. I think he felt committed to North Dakota. But there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of other things depend on you going possibly second or third or. You can't guarantee he's going to go in the first round. No, not not as of now. I mean, but, you know, if he has a good combine, they can they can look back to two years ago. You know what he what the numbers he put up were phenomenal. But again, it's just he didn't gain anything by staying at North Dakota State and playing in that one game. He's definitely not playing in the spring. He's already declared eligible for the draft, so that's he's done. He's done playing college football. Transfer. Go go to a Division One school. Go to a big time school. Go to an SEC school. There's definitely teams that you know I think could definitely use a quarterback. And and I would have liked to see it happen because definitely would love to see him play against the elite. Like I think he could have fit in nicely at LSU. His inside linebacker left and went went to LSU. Now he obviously he graduated, so he went. You know, no no eligibility issues. Right. But again, the would you have? You putting yourself in your shoes, if you have gambled that one game to potentially not play that one game, but to potentially play a season at another school? Yeah, I would. A hundred percent. I mean, because he didn't lose anything. And if he and if he didn't gain eligibility by transferring, he's going to the draft anyway. So so what what would he have to lose? Rue, you're at a FCS school. What do you think a quarterback at an FCS school would put yourself in their shoes? I was going to say buckle up. I was going to say. Okay, he should. He it might have been a good idea to transfer FBS. I think him staying at North Dakota State saves his draft stock. I don't buy the Trey Lance hype. I think if you watch his games, he's obviously had a tremendous amount of time in the pocket. I think at the FBS level, and this is no disrespect to the FCS, 
I think play callers at a, at a division one, a level are a little more schematic and are a little more. You can make the argument at, at a one, a school stays at LSU. He has every resource imaginable at his disposal. Right. So let All me see, let me see, show me Trey Lance under pressure. Show me, show me him getting out of the pocket and making the right decision. Okay. We know he can throw the deep ball. You know, he can throw the intermediate route. Show me a team at the FBS level. That's been so dominant that North Dakota state has been in their level. You don't. They are, like I said, I said this earlier with Clemson, Alabama. Clemson, Alabama is head and shoulders above their FBS. F, when it comes to North Dakota State at, uh, at the FCS level, they're above that compared to anyone else. That's my right. take. Yeah. You got you got James Madison that's there. So you're, to, you're going to the compete. other way. We're saying he could have made a lot more money. You're saying he has potential to lose a lot more money. I think he saved his drafts out saying North Dakota State and with Todd McShay comparing him to Justin Fields is bonkers. So Bananas. Big- I, I kind of I like what you're saying. So basically, he had he had nothing to gain by transferring. So he stayed, played in his one game. He's going to go to the combine, show out, you know, in his underwear, and you know, keep his draft status. If he if he did transfer, maybe he would have not competed as well at the highest level and could have fallen in the draft. So we do I get cover city saying. combine. We all get right. Good, like mesh yeah. or uh, yeah. I just want to wear just my just straight, just straight like you know Under Armour spandex. Spandex. I was, yeah. was going to say five. spandex. Words there. Lantern. You think you could fit into some spandex for us? I know you get on that Peloton. They got Speedo Juniors. <laughs> leopard print. Leopard print. Yo, you need seniors though, kid. I seen what you're packing down there. You ain't no junior. <laughs> Pat, Pat or Lantern. Sorry, Lantern. Uh, are you at the point where you're in uniform on the Peloton? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in my my Sunday yellows. Uh, I'm Lance Armstrong trying to trying to get over the, the Swiss Alps. Oh hell yes! Beautiful views in, the, in those Alps. All right, so Rooster, keep us going here. Uh, who, who's your high honor roll pick of the week here for for college football? High honor roll, Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, 435 passing yards, four touchdowns. Looked absolutely spectacular. Looked calm, poised in that pocket, and uh, just a. Just another Alabama quarterback doing his job. Yeah, he was uh he was twenty for twenty seven, four hundred and thirty five yards, like you said. He did throw a pick. Um, but the the way he just he floats that ball down to those receivers. I mean, um him, Who, who's Alabama's quarterback before Tua? Uh, uh Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Right. So yep. so I mean, call me a moron here. They both got drafted last year. Obviously, Tua was the second one off the, you know, off the whatever you want to call it. Draft the bench, board. The draft board. Yep. I I look at Mac Jones as the first Alabama quarterback I've seen in a long time that looks like a pro quarterback. Yeah. AJ McCarron. Not a pro quarterback. It, not a pro quarterback. It looked like it, though. Great, great looking girlfriend. Very good looking girlfriend. I wouldn't give him that. Did Rue, Rue, up until Tua even a little bit with Hertz, but more so Tua. Nick Saban was always known for for running the ball, but being a, a ball run dominant team, uh, run ball dominant team. I think that's what I meant to say. But anyway, um, and, and you know they had their Heisman Trophy winning uh, running backs. You know you got Mark Ingram, you got Derrick Henry. Um, who else you have? Uh, those were those were the only two, but I think yeah. Jay Harris, I think, yeah. is a guy that's on you know in the league he's right the now. Way. Yeah, or he's in the or 
No, he's on. He's oh, playing right Harrison now. Now, but they actually had another kid. He's on the way. Yeah, but my like I love um, Trent Richardson. Yeah, Trent Richardson. Yep. Hertz was one of my favorite college quarterbacks, like since in the last five six years. Just loved him, but he just doesn't look like. I don't even think Tua looks like a pro quarterback. He just, I, I, I honestly liked them both. Yeah. But Tua did it, and obviously his career was phenomenal. And Hertz, Hertz is, you know, if if my son could be like Hertz was in, uh, you know, on a football field, just his the way he carries himself was phenomenal. But I just don't see them. I see Mac Jones as more like a, a pro, pro style, yeah. yeah, pro style, tall, you know, stand up in the pocket, make that pass, you know. On a tight window, no, but you know he's got he's got weapons. Um, you know he's he's got uh, John Mitchie the third. He 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 put out last week. He had 181 receiving yards, two touchdowns. You got Jalen Waddle, um, uh, returning, and then I, I think this is a good lead into to our uh, player that she told you not to worry about, Dave. Yes, yes, yes. So Alabama plays Ole Miss. They're what are they like minus 23 and a half? Yep. So. Devontae Smith, uh, I believe his senior year, right? This is his senior year. Yep. His another, senior year, yep, 6'1", senior 175. Year, another played just, against some top-notch, behind some top-notch receivers last year who all got drafted. Uh, but last year against Ole Miss, he he was uh, had five TDs and a 59-31 victory uh, with 274 yards. So he's this week's player she told you not to worry about. Look out. Uh, expect, for- uh, yeah, expect a big game. If you can get a prop bet. On Devontae Smith this week, I would I would take the over on it. Yeah, him, uh, you know, him kind of in the shadows last year, Henry Ruggs and and Jerry Judy, um, and, and again, like I just said, you got Jalen Waddle, uh, you got uh, uh, Mitchie uh, there as well. So you know, Bama stacked at the wide receiver position again, but I I, I again I, I agree with you there, Dave. I think this, uh, you know, Deontay Smith, Devontae Smith. Um, could have a, a very big game this week. So, Roos, before we go into the hen house, can we like can we put the Cover City hen house QB shrine right now for 2020 as Josh Allen, Cam Newton, and Mac Jones? We love them all. Do we, do we all agree to that. I think we talk about them every every week, every single one of them. Yeah, we do. Yeah, he's and then Ayuka has his own like special area. Yeah, he's over on the side, just just flexing. Just Are rightfully you, so, they're deserved to be on the pedestal of Cover City quarterbacks. If we could go out and get bottle service, though, we're going with Ayuka. Yeah, no doubt, hundred percent, no doubt. If the if those three quarterbacks are on our depth chart, we know who's starting for Cover City. And we know Josh Allen too. Josh Ayuka. Allen. There's three Ayukas across the board. He's, he's, he's number Ayuka. one, the number two, and the number three. Josh Allen. Now I heard he, he got his own cereal uh, recently. Yeah, Rue, take us to the hen house. Yeah, let's see. So we're going to start off with Brett Favre's quote. Um, I think we need to talk about this. He says, in quote, Josh Allen will be the new Tom Brady. At some point, he'll be running the division. Yes, I do believe he will be running that division, if not now and, and for the upcoming years. I do don't know if he'll be in the same conversation as Tom Brady. I love this by far. This is totally far just taking a shot at Tom Brady. Like Josh Allen will be the new Tom Brady. Dot 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 <laughs> at some point for the division. I was just gonna say I think Brett Favre's getting bored of his Wrangler jeans and needs to say something fucking blasphemous. So he says, All right, let's compare Josh Allen to Tom Brady. But here's the thing. So this is kind of where it gets me with Brett Favre. He was at 
Tom Brady's week two game in in Tampa Bay. He was there. He was live with his grandson in the in the. He's like the only person yeah, in the entire state. Literally, like why why can Brett Favre go to the game, but I can't as a season ticket holder. You know, Brett Favre. 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 But again, it you know I mean uh, just. I think a lot of things can get misconstrued with uh, SAT words of the week that I just used that you guys weren't ready for, and I just blew you all away, and minds were blown. But uh, I think the media can kind of make a play on words with what Brett Favre said. So, yeah, maybe he said, in time, Josh Allen could be the new Tom Brady and the Buffalo Bills with Sean McDermott will win the division you know, year in and year out if they can keep that combination together. You don't know if that was said. It was just placed in that context for us to 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 listen to. But um, you know, uh, Brett Favre's. Don't you, know, you, Ted? I'm a Niners fan. Steve-O, you know why you're not allowed in the stadium? And Brett Favre is because he flashes dick. Because you ain't there's there's dick pics, but you ain't you ain't you ain't got that micro touch money. What is that? Can so can we get a, a definition on is is micro touch money or New sponsor? Yeah, what is micro touch money? Is that something you is that a verb? Pat, is it like give me my micro touch money? Like <laughs> give me my micro touch money? What are, what are we doing? I mean, the only thing it's those stupid it's those razor commercials Brett Favre is doing. Oh, I did use I had them, but I went back to the Mach five or Mach oh. <laughs> So if, I've only shaved my face twice in my life. So. <laughs> if we're uh, staying on the Josh Allen train for a little bit, just for the second, I just want to, in the words of Chris Collinsworth, talking about Josh Allen, here's a guy, <laughs> here's a guy, Josh Allen, eight for eight on passes, 10 yards and above. You want to, is this the train you want to be on though, Rue? Who, the Josh Allen train? No, this one, baby. No, this train. You want this one? Ha <laughs> you riding dirty? Ooh. Yo, this is fired up, Josh Allen. Yo, Buffalo. Give me a Buffalo, Roo. Give me a Buffalo, Roo. What'd you say, Steve-O? You want a Buffalo? <laughs> All right, we on the train. We well, I first heard that train, I thought we were going to the Polar Express <laughs> up into Buffalo Town, but definitely, definitely took a detour there. All right, let's just let's wrap up the hen house. Does Josh Allen get a Super Bowl? Oh my God! If at least three, maybe we go LeBron James. Not seven, not six, or not eight, not five, not four, not is, three. Is, is not Cleveland's LeBron James? Is he is is Buff? Is that Buffalo's LeBron James? Josh Allen? Wow! I say yes I mean, to that question. I think he did. I think he gets a Super Bowl. I thought I do. I think he gets a Super Bowl. He's in his oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, if, I like the combination coach quarterback combo. I like it. I like what Sean McDermott's done with the defense. I like, uh, you know, Buffalo's playing good football right now. And again, with Tom Brady out of the division, they, they should win it. Uh, they shouldn't have a problem, you know, taking the vision and, and keeping that thing rolling for years to come. So, all right. So let, let's, let's go ahead. Let's get into this week's social media post of the week. Uh, this comes brought to you by Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got his W, his first W in Cincinnati against the Jaguars last week. Didn't have a huge st- statistical game, but it was his first win nonetheless and was given the game ball after the game. And I, I believe he immediately packed it up uh, to be used next week. Uh, so it was just thrown back into the ball bag to be used next week. What, Steve, I would. I don't Let's go get around it. the room on this. I, I don't get it. I like, 
Like, I, I get it. Like, you know, you, you, let's put it back in the bag. You know, th- this is just another game moving on. Going to get Cincinnati, you know, back to the Boomer Esiason Super Bowl days. I don't know, man. It's your first ever game ball. Keep it. Put it in a trophy case. Like, you know, hold on to that. I mean, maybe someone like myself who probably never had a game ball in his life would want a game ball. But to me, it's your first ever game ball. It's not like the the third touchdown pass you ever threw and you wanted to keep the football. It's your first ever game ball. Keep it. It was like, I'm 40. I got a mortgage. I want a trophy room. Like yeah. I need something to put in my trophy room. I'm begging my cousin to ship me up his Roy Williams signed basketball from North Carolina for my for the saloon. But you know, again, if if I had a Joe Burrow game ball, give me give it to me, Joe. Ship it up to Mechanicville, 64 Tabor Road. One, two, one, one, eight, brother. Send it up. Rue, you are Joe Ruro. Yes. Joe Ruro. So. What are you you doing with the ball? I'm keeping the thing. I'm keeping that. All right. I put this in one word. This was, or two words. This was a hard O alert. (laughs) Joe, hard O alert. Simple as that. I like, I love Joe Burrow. He's, he's phenomenal and he's playing well, but it's like, dude, this isn't high school. Keep the game ball. We're not. We're not scratching our pennies to get more more footballs. Keep the fucking thing. I agree. So I'm 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 obviously kind of like the cornball on the corn on the uh, the podcast. Uh, more conservative, I guess, in different ways. But I I get what he's doing. Like I, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to be in his shoes and take the ball and like give it to a family member or something like that. As you know, like an appreciation and thank you. But I think there's a fine line between. QBs that get drafted high that make it or just don't. And I think like every little thing you can do to make it, you have to do. And I think he's just trying to set the culture for the Cincinnati Bengals. He came out at the beginning of the season and said the goal is to make the playoffs. And that wasn't that crazy of a goal. It wasn't he's like it's to win the, the Super Bowl. It was just we want to go to the playoffs. And so it's like, hey, great, but we got to keep moving. Like get, get your heads out of your asses. We got to, you know, we got our win here, but this isn't the goal. This isn't what I signed up for. So I get what you're saying. I would have kept the ball, but I get what he's trying to do. No, I, I could see that side of it, but it, it's an important it, – that's – to me – I'm also I'm, a conspiracy theorist, though, Steve-O, <laughs> and I think the ball is marked, and it, he's, it's going to get back to tracking, him at the end of next tracking. game. He, he, he swapped out the ball. It's, it's now back in his hands, but the team thinks – the team thinks it's just chucked into the ball bag. Aha. That's where I'm going with Aha. this. That's where I'm going with this. Aha. Taste the soup. Lantern, taste the soup. But they taste the soup. I don't have a spoon. Aha! Is that oh. is that an Adam Sandler movie <laughs> no, reference? That's, uh, Eddie Murphy coming to him. Bills, Bills officially canceled. What was that, Rue? Bills officially canceled. Oh, not canceled. I'm sorry. They're moving the Sunday game to Tuesday. So, oh, yo, get a look. Got the Tuesday game. There we got it. You just <laughs> Come on, we're not even live yet, are we, Lantern? They heard me. They were slashed. call that. Wow. <laughs> Man, I got power in here. I don't even know what it's all about. So we had the NFL games of the week. Uh, we, we won't talk Thursday night Bucks versus Bears since we um, it, we're basically recording during it. But Steve O'Rou, who'd you take on this one? Tell them who we love. Tell them what you did. Tell them what we love. what you did. You know Steve who Rue Baby Love loved? Rue Baby Love. I was taking the Bucks. I would have took the Bucks minus nine and a half. So we're gonna see how that see how that ended up. But that was my take. Whatever it was, minus, uh, looks minus two and a half. I would have took that all day. 
But you teased it, Rude. Let the let yeah, them know. You, you teased okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I took an alternate line at minus nine and a half. Got it at plus one seventy five. I said, let's have a little fun. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little fun with this and win some money. I like that. I liked where your head's at there. I took them with. Uh, I think scores and odds. They finished out at three and a half. So I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks and my boy TB twelve at three and a half. They just kicked the field goal to go up three nothing. So I just need a half a point. I don't know how you get a half. A yeah, point. I'm not taking the Bears. Like uh, Nick Foles does not have a good record actually as a starter. No. Excellent, just coming in out of the blue. His second year ever in the league, he had a, he had a great year as a starter. I think he was with 28 touchdowns, two interceptions, something like that. But but yeah, no. Other than uh, you know, basically leading the 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 Eagles to that Super Bowl, he really has been a below average starter at best. I'm so tired of, of taking a team that that just isn't good and like hoping that they miraculously do good on a Sunday for some reason. Like I'm not gonna bet against Tom Brady. I'm just not that's I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not gonna get bet against Drew Brees. I'm not gonna question I'd, I'd why rather, the Giants are seven and a half to nine point underdogs. I'd rather just, take my 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 cash and go to like Korean the Korean baseball league and just flip a coin and pick a team and wake <laughs> up and see and see what the score was. Then have to down root, then have to like yeah, believe that down. Foles is gonna beat Brady yeah. by you know I guess you know or, or come within three points of him. Um, moving on, moving on, Raiders plus twelve and a half versus the Chiefs. I don't know, Dave. I, I've watched a couple Raiders games. Um, they've kind of been up and down. I, I think that's a ton of friggin' points. Chiefs coming off a short week. Uh, played Monday night uh, against against the Patriots, uh, minus Cam Newton. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, over-under is 56.5. I think both teams can put up a lot of points, so I would maybe kind of lean towards the over in that game. Uh, but I'd have to say 12 and a half is a lot of points to be given uh, this Raiders team. I think Henry Ruggs is going to come back from the uh, uh, hamstring injury that he's had. So um gives David Carr a little bit more options at the wideout position. So I don't know. I, I, if I had to, if you were giving me my $100 again, I'm going. Uh, Tripping on that $100 bill. Where's yeah, it going? Where's it going? Raiders and the over. I, I That's what I'd be leaning. So I, I got two non-statistical just like. DC's uh, anal- or analysis that is just from strictly like watching 20 minutes of the Chiefs each week that they played. Mahomes has been hot and cold. People are going to say, no, he's been hot. He's nasty. Last week, he threw two touchdowns. They were they were basically handoffs. He he didn't throw a touchdown pass last week. Right. It statistically right. It was, like a statistically was, but it was a designed shuttle pass where it went two yards in front of him to the, the, the receiver that was motioning across, you know, across his face. So this would technically be his next game would be a hot game. Technically, you know, if he continues right. the sequence. The trend, his trend. He's trending. Trending. Also, the Chiefs, the Chiefs haven't blown anyone out this year. No. 12 and a half points. And the Raiders are probably, besides the Ravens, one of the best teams that they faced. Yeah. I mean, they, they dogged the Ravens, but I think they, they played up for that game. I think they, that, right, they that anticipated was like, hey, we're the national one, one-two here. Which way is this one going? We're going to show everybody we're top dog. Didn't show up to the third quarter against the uh, the Chargers. Yep. And then last week. It, Patriots would have won that game if they had Cam Newton. Yeah, I think Mahomes got by with 
Andy Reid's coaching last week and not got by. I mean, I guess that's not the word. No, it is the word. Screw it. He, you could have thrown a lot of quarterbacks in that situation. They would have did what he did that last week. I agree. I, I, I know I, I told everybody earlier in the, the uh, pod here that I didn't stay up and watch the game, but I watch highlights. And basically, you know, between Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham, they basically handed the Chiefs that game. Yeah, I think we said this last week, but the best thing going, if you can't watch the game, hop on YouTube, search, you know, whatever the game is. Let's say it's a week ahead, Raiders versus Chiefs, and you get the eight-minute highlights. It's just basically no commercials, no punts, no, like, runs for two yards. Boom, and literally, it's like 10 minutes you watch the whole game. But let's keep it moving. Bills versus Titans, you know, we just discussed that. They're, that's getting postponed till Tuesday. And uh, Colts versus the Browns. Both two interesting teams. I I think so, Dave. I think they're both they're both hot right now. Both uh won three games in a row. Browns had a tough first game against the Ravens. Really tough matchup. Um, you know, I think after that week, everyone kind of gave uh, Baker Mayfield a hard time. Um, but learning a new offense with uh, Kevin Stefanski as his, as his uh, coach, um, I think they they they're starting to gel. I think he's starting to kind of. You know, they're, they're definitely heavy on the run and then kind of letting Baker play off the play action. Um, and then the Colts have won three in a row, too, uh, with uh, Phillip Rivers, uh, 176-year-old Phillip Rivers uh, out there still did slinging the rock. Phillips Rivers mic'd up? He, he did it last weekend. Best guy. It, it was, was hilarious. Mic'd up person I've it ever was heard great. Ever. So, so, yeah, so that line, uh, we're looking at the Colts are minus two, giving two to the Browns. Um, and then the over-under is 47. Um, I don't know. I, I The Browns, I think, put up, what, 49 against the Cowboys last week. So um, kind of gives us Giants fans some hope that we might be able to score more than, uh, you know, two touchdowns in a game. But Rue, I say Nick Chubb is one and two with, uh, with Ezekiel Elliott for top running back in the league. Uh, got hurt. He's Both out. backups came in and, and were just nasty. Just as good. Nasty. Yeah. I mean, they didn't obviously, skip a beat. Um, Hunt, Hunt is, is, is established and yep. is legit. Um, but it makes the case because, like, as Giants fans, it's like, should should we pay out Saquon after his after his rookie year or after his rookie deal? Yeah, right. And it's I'm just rookie like, no. contract. I'm just like, absolutely hard no. Well, with, for the money that they're going to have to put up and then to go against the cap, you know, it's just, is he worth it? No, not, 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 at least not what I've seen in two, two years in a game. Um, but you know, yeah, Rue, take us into your Monday night game. Big, you know, big football any night guy. Saints minus eight versus the Chargers. You know, hey. Steve is gonna be snoozing, Rue. So mm. why don't you give him what right. you're what the got. college got? I'm like I from your, your race car bed to your other race <laughs> yeah, car bed. Red or blue, the bed? It's uh, red and blue. Oh, yeah, motherfuckers don't play around. <laughs> Play you know what? You know, I wish we that I wish that around. I wish the listeners could see us right now, Rue, because that mullet of yours is it's so fucking sexy. Fire. Off quick. Fire. I mean, that's uh, like that's chocolate strawberry shit right there. I mean, that is definitely straight up that's what sexier uh, chocolate strawberry. Belichick's son's son, name. Steve Belichick. That, that's what Steve Belichick is trying to do. Yeah, trying. Yeah, Steve's failing yeah, at it. Yeah, he miserably. looks like he is a guy you would have to keep uh, at least uh, two miles away from a school, elementary school, is Bill Belichick's son. But Rue Baby Love. Rue Baby Love. Off. I mean, you your party, you know, your, I mean, your, your, your people business. People dream about this shit, having oh. hair like this. 
business in the front, party in the back, kid. Oh, this little Joe Dirt. Whew. It's a shame they never made Joe Dirt too. I know. I think they might have, but no one ever even tuned no. in. I don't think David. That's the sequel I was always looking for. I think <laughs> I still am. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing Monday night? Where are we going? I, I, How are we like, not? like I said, uh, we love football any night of the week, whether it's morning, night, middle of the night, whatever it is, during breakfast. We got the Saints taking on the Chargers. Um, we obviously saw a good Chargers stint with Justin Herbert being officially named the starter for them. Uh, I love the Saints team, though. I know they haven't been all what we thought they were going to be and, uh, you know, be contenders for a championship. I'll still take that minus eight versus the Chargers any day of the week. Saints defense is hurting, but Breeze last week said it didn't matter. Yeah, if, if Michael Thomas can come back, that's a different, a totally different team uh, to deal with. So if Michael Thomas is there, I'll roll with Hubru on the eight. If Michael Thomas isn't there, give me the Chargers. Let's 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 play it safe and uh, buy it at seven and a half for all our gamblers out there. <laughs> give yourself that. Give yourself Just that. Just a little nudge, little little, little, little push start. Steve, I'll take us back a week and give us the employee of uh, of the week from last week. I'm telling you, Dave, this guy is like rejuvenated uh, after they took a quarterback uh, first round at A.A. Ron. I mean, is it possible they knew what they were doing? I think that, that they, they knew how to psychologically deal with A.A. Ron. I think, and they did it for psychological purposes. I think you're on to something. They're there, like Dave. this, like us taking a QB rather than a receiver. Will make him like take his super competitiveness a. A. to super Aaron. Yeah, right. Then and and he was like, you know, the skit there. You done messed up. You know, telling him, uh, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Monday Night Football, big stage, eighty-one, almost eighty-two percent uh, completion rate, three hundred and twenty-seven yards, four touchdowns, zero ints, and his top two wide receiving targets were out. Out injured, did not play. Green Bay Packers four and zero. Aaron Rodgers is up there, probably with Russell Westbrook or Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson uh, for for MVP, uh, you know, candidacy. So I just I really like what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And uh, Aaron Rodgers never looks like he's sweating. No, ever. He literally looks like like me waiting in line for like a sub, like after like a third down conversion. No big Once deal. Once he starts sweating is when he's going to change uh, his chin strap. Is he still on the soft chin strap? He's on the Band-Aid chin strap, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Respect. That's respect right Me there. Too. So let, let's he, did it. he get grandfathered into that, or, like, what is that? That was what happened when, like, in Pop Warner, where you started with one of those because, like, you, you weren't able to make it to – what was what was that uh, – Sporting goods store in downtown Troy. Oh, okay. K K uh, Kales. Cal's, 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 Like you couldn't, goods. you forgot to make it to Cal's to to get your new chin strap. Dave, and then you had one good game with it, and it was you couldn't change. Dave, that really brought up some bad memories. For Cal's, me. Cal's. You didn't like Cal's? No, I love Cal's. I hated going there though. Me and me, me. Steve almost got beat up there. Me and Big Anth almost got jumped there when we were when we were uh, like. <laughs> 13 and 14, we had starter jackets. Come That's on. what you get for owning a Bulls starter jacket. Yeah. First, I had all. my Carolina starter jacket, baby, one time with that Carolina baby starter blue? jacket. No, it was it was a, it was a it was a dark navy with the with the big Carolina, you know, NC. It was navy. It was navy. Starter jackets were so legit. Like I don't blame 
someone for beating you up for it. Yeah. No, they tried. But then I ran <laughs> back inside and got some fat guy that came out. And then my mom was in the car. And Wow, you really – you really, you really hit a deep vein there. Oh, Cal, <laughs> bring him back, Cal. I'm gonna put that in the notes not to uh, to bring up next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving. On. <laughs> um, I'm out of stutter here, so real. I'll just ask this so I can figure out where the heck we are. So my buddy was like, "Yo, where do you guys like do the podcast? Like, when do you do it? Do you guys have like, do you have a drink when you're doing it? Or, like, what's going on?" So. This was the first time we were ever at, at my place. Very dry. We we like to keep things dry here. No, I mean, I, so I drink I drink wine during the podcast because I don't burp. Otherwise, I'd be like belching the whole time. <laughs> I, I like so I've been on I've been on a, a couple different kicks uh, for the podcast. I think I started with with what did what did I do, Pat? First Millers. week. Yeah, you kicked yeah. off with beer. I know you kicked beer. off with beer. Yeah, beer. So I was burping a lot. So I, I went away from the beer and went to red wine. That was an absolute disaster. That wasn't very good. Then I went to vodka. Not as bad as the Tito. Then I went to vodka. And you Tito invited Uncle Tito over here for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Tito come hanging out, and I'm slurring and talking like Stevie Janowski. <laughs> um, I think then I then I, I, I found my, my trend with Truly, Truly. Truly original. Steve puts ice in his truly. Never knew you could do that. Says it's better, better with ice than without. On ice. Better not on like ice. beer. It's not like no, beer where it all. destroys no, it. It's a Everything, it's a everything's better cold. Yeah, the fruity little I Nancy it. boy. I drink. dig it. So so we're we're gonna move through this one quick, but this this was in the in the cover city text messages all week. And um you know, I'm Giants, Giants fan. The Jets suck. There's no college football in New York State, minus some some decent FCS teams. Uh, obviously, you Albany, Stony Brook's Buffalo has a decent MAC program. Yep, um, and you got Syracuse, but Syracuse, honestly, they had like one good year, but otherwise, it really haven't been relevant in recent history. So, my thing is like, I, do, I live in upstate New York. There's not a not a ton of shit going on in upstate New York. We have like terrible taxes. I should be able to root for the Bills. I should be able to just hop on the Bills bandwagon, go to a bar, and root for the Bills, and th I, that's what I'm going to do. But even, I think it should be acceptable, even if your Giants hats. On. I think the Bills fans would. I think the Mafia would let oh, me they, in immediately. They, they would immediately, it, as long as you can crush a couple Bud Lights. Bud Light. No, seltzers. Labatt's. It's got to be a Labatt. Oh, Labatt. Labatt. Yeah, they are big on their Labatts out there in Buffalo. I, just, I feel like New York. Like we deserve good sports teams, and we we don't get them. I get, I get the Giants won a couple Super Bowls, but like those were two years they won. But the year before and the year like Stunk. after, just like it, it wasn't like oh we had this good team that. Made it, you know, to it was just pleasure to watch every Sunday, right? For years, no, they were just hot, hot streak, it. hot, it just, streak. yeah, hot as hell. Yeah. Two years right. and won it. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a want roost. I want to be with you here, man. I want to be, a, I want to be a Bills fan. I've been trying to say it. I think the Bills Mafia is some of the most open arms uh, groups of fans. They would love to have anyone at a bar. Anyone anywhere just cheering for their team because we know Buffalo's been down for for the past uh, you know couple decades so now they're starting to get their their feet on the ground and they they just want everyone behind them especially if you're a New Yorker. Two thousand not last year the year before two thousand eighteen I went to two Bills games one was one was in Buffalo 
literally the tailgating you walk down the row of like cars or motorhomes on both sides people are literally throwing beers at you like in a night like like lofting the beer to yeah, you like, like here pre have another as it's have coming another. like yeah you're, you're grabbing Chugging it, it. jello shots getting served <laughs> up like who are these people why are they being so nice to me rude do they serve that stuff in race car beds um that is for me to know and you to wonder Love All right, it. Kid. Love All it. Right. Let's keep it moving here. Lanterns Lit Weekend. We're changing up Lanterns Lit Weekend. We're going to give you the spreads, some interesting spreads on the top, let's call it, you know, six to ten games each week. So, so spreads that we find interesting. That we hadn't mentioned, uh, you know, prior uh, in, in the podcast. So, Lantern, light it up. Lancers lit weekend. We're doing a little bit different. As Dave said, the game spreads instead of the times. We got Auburn is giving 14 to Arkansas. Virginia laying nine and a half versus NC State. Alabama are minus 23 and a half visiting Oxford versus Ole Miss. In the NFL, Kyle Murray and the Arizona Cardinals are minus seven versus the New York Jets. Big Ben, the Steelers are minus seven versus Philly. Cleveland are plus two-point dogs versus the Colts. Dallas Cowboys given nine versus the Giants. Those are your spreads for the weekend on Lantern's lit lineup. So, Lantern, I, I, I love the lineup. I love it. I like the way you lit it up for me. Um, the, the first game you mentioned was Auburn giving 14 to Arkansas. Um, I don't know if our listeners know this, but uh, – uh, Sam Pittman, Arkansas's head coach, coached under uh, uh, Kirby Smart in Georgia for the last four years. Um, Kirby kind of gave him the blueprint uh, on how to beat uh, Auburn. So that's too many points for me. I'm taking Arkansas. Love it. Love the line there. Um, I think the points with Bama's high. I didn't see enough with Virginia to really, you know, give, give much of a, uh, you know, an opinion there, but what, what are you thinking, Rue? Any, any NFL games that uh, you'd like to uh, lay it out there? If I got a blue cheese, I got a blue crisp hundred dollar bill. Give me five of them, whatever you got. Dallas Cowboys minus nine versus the Giants. I like that, Rue. I think this is one of those games where Cowboys make it look like make Cowboys fans think they're good again and they win by 24. But it's like, dude, it, it, it's the Giants. Yeah, it's just the Cowboys like, we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's so typical. So typical Dallas. Uh, I'd be honest. Um, I, I can't disagree with you there. But I, I might actually bet the over of every Cowboy game moving forward till I lose. I think I'm going to play the over in this game. Uh, Lantern didn't didn't mention it, uh, but it's 54. Um, so basically anybody playing the Cowboys, I'm going to take the over. I don't care who they're playing. Love it. All right, so we're going to jump right into this one with the Panthers playing the Falcons this week. I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, we got the 2-2 two and two Panthers taking on the 0-4 Falcons. Is Dan Quinn keeping his head above water for this job? This is a must-win week for him, in my opinion. Falcons are giving two points to the Panthers. Like I said, the 0-4 Falcons giving the 2-2 two and two Panthers two points. Thought that was interesting. I want. What does that mean? Before, before you told me the line, I was going to say the Falcons have great value this week. I thought they would have been, you know, plus whatever. Get, getting points. Getting yeah. some points yeah, just right. because they're 0-4, but really they, they could easily be 3-1. and 
said again, I lost against the Panthers last week. I think two and two. So I would, I would fair, fair assessment for the Falcons would be definitely two and two. They blew the Dallas game. They blew the Bears game. Um, I don't, I don't really think they're ever in the Falcons game and or and or in the Seahawks game. But two and two is a fair assessment for for the Falcons. And I'll be honest, I, it, it's very surprising to me. And I know it's at home, uh, but you don't have the home crowd like home field advantage like you normally would. You know, Panthers are coming off two pretty decent wins. I mean, they beat uh, the Chargers uh, by five points, and then they they beat the the Cardinals by ten. The Cardinals beat the Niners week one. They were minus four against Arizona. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I the line. Doesn't make any sense to me. So sorry, Arizona was minus four against the Panthers. The Panthers won by like seven or what was it? Ten. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, it's like, why doesn't Vegas do the power rankings? Because we know. All right. Vegas so knows what they're doing. They're messing with you psychologically. Vegas, Vegas psychologically knows who, who the best team in the league is. They know one through 32 who the best is. Same thing with college football. They're saying the Falcons are a better team than the Panthers right now. You go look at the power rankings. I've, I'm just saying all I'm saying. Vegas should do all power rankings for every single sport, even cricket. Cricket, cricket. Let's take those crickets into the uh, the week the week ra- wrap up. What are we going to call this? Like One minute little, rundown. Yeah, a little rundown. A little a rundown. rundown for for everybody for just a few tidbits so you guys can kind of stay up uh, with your. Uh, I guess would we would we call them in in, in elementary school pet the. Uh, Oh, geez, it was uh recess. No news. Um, then morning announcements. Eh, no. I'm thinking so, dad facts. Jeez, class. It was uh, God, that global man ah, fucking cares. He gives a shit. So Frank Gore Jr. scores his first collegiate touchdown at Southern Miss. A true freshman. I I think that's so. So Frank Gore Jr. For those who don't know, Frank Gore Senior is in his 16th NFL season for the New York. Jets this year. Uh, he's kind of getting minimal carries, but still in his 16th season. Um, so his his uh, his son, uh, a freshman, true freshman at, at uh, Southern Miss, scored his first touchdown. So that, that's Cam Newton. Um, so so Cam Newton is potentially trying to come back this week to play. Just so you know, what he has to do is basically test positive or test negative two times in the next five days. I found like I sound like Michael Scott. Uh, when, uh, when Kevin w- w- thought he had skin cancer, uh, apparently negative is good in the medical wheel in the medical world. So hopefully he, uh, he tests negative and he's back in for, for this, uh, this Sunday's game. Uh, I think he could renegotiate his contract right now if he needed to, after seeing the performance by, uh, by Stidman and Hoyer on, uh, on Monday. Yeah. I heard, uh, I heard this week on sports talk radio, does cam do more for his upcoming contract? by playing or by not playing because not playing it shows you you need cam newton so back to conspiracies i think i think he might have gave himself covid purposely to showcase how bad uh hoyer and stidman were against the chiefs to just literally throw himself on that pedestal dave let's be honest he might have had covid trapped in that rat trap in his top of his head for like you know six what the weeks. best meme is it might have uh, just dripped down in the shower into his mouth at it you know after six weeks and not washing it the best meme is uh cam newton it says yo ezekiel elliott can i have some of your hair and like ezekiel's hair is like is out to the left and, and centered and cam had a shaved head at the time and he's like yeah sure and then the next picture is Cam with his hair just sticking straight up in the middle. And then the following picture is Ezekiel with his hair just sticking out left to right. 
We'll throw that up. It was like uh, it's like um, Pat. What was that movie? Uh, Don't be a menace in uh, South Central with uh, with our oh, drinking the juice. Drinking the juice. Let's keep Dave, the Dave. This might actually be a good. This might actually be a good uh, conspiracy. <laughs> Might be a pretty good conspiracy theory uh, theme for us. Nothing gets my heart going like that kind of music. Are you looking for ominous out there? Very, very ominous very. tones. Very ominous. Uh, 76ers, Steve, I think you called this. 76ers announced Doc Rivers as head coach. Um, Yeah, I, I don't think I announced that he was going to go there. Um, I think I said the Clippers were going to stay in house with either – uh, Ty Lu or Sam Cassell. I, I, I'm kind of surprised. Actually, I'm not really surprised. Doc Rivers has got a, a good uh, coaching resume, and for him to land uh, on a on a younger team with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, you know, he he said this week that he wasn't really ready to jump back into coaching, but he he wanted the right fit, and I think the Sixers could be a right fit fit for a guy like doc rivers uh with the experience that he has you know and they definitely uh the franchise is definitely you know they gave uh bruce brown a lot of uh kind of rope uh to to kind of hang himself with um no pun intended. yeah no pun intended or pun <laughs> real so, Rue, the uh, Houston Texans fire their GM slash head coach, Bill O'Brien, who apparently got into it with our boy Weaver, their defensive coordinator, and J.J. Watt uh, the day before getting canned. I heard that today. Weaver's in our – can we put Weaver in the hen house somewhere? He's in our He's in our cover city uh, on our, on our he's wall. In the he's the on the wall. wall. Yeah. The wall. Struck his ass out three times in a Babe Ruth game. Yeah, what's up? Get on the wall. Talk your off. shit, son. Off. Talk Suck. your shit. Let him know. <laughs> jersey on the wall. Yeah, yeah, we got him. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Bill O'Brien getting bounced after week four. Think you know the guy won. He won four division championships in seven years. I think. Um, you know, so they made him GM, which I, I you know, unless you're Bill Belichick, I, I just I think it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, do you guys remember? traded Hopkins away? Yeah, traded Hopkins away. Um, they they made some other very just questionable moves. Um, for a front office, I just I don't think you know you let your head like Bill Parcells said you let your head coach shop for the groceries if he's going to cook them. So I get it. You you, you let him be a, a voice in the in the you know the war room, but. You don't let him be the war room. I, I just I don't agree with it. I don't, I don't think it's. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, if you're if you're. Do you agree with the firing? Too soon, I, too soon. Yeah, I I agree. I think a little too soon. I think it was inevitable though. It's kind of like Adam Gase. What are they holding on for? I love it. I'm sorry. I love when people fire people midseason, especially early in the season. Just get rid of it. You know I love it because Giants never do it. Yeah. Are right. you chalking up this it. year though? I mean, obviously the Texans are, but obviously you're just throwing in the 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 white towel for this. Yeah, season. the towel. Yeah, it's like it's like it's uh, forfeit. Like yeah, like Duke and Rocky Four. Throw the damn towel. I think I think towel. I think we bet against teams that fire their quarterback, or I'm sorry, fire their three headed monster. Throw the like damn the towel. OC head coach and GM. So throw the damn towel. 
Bruce, let's go on to Kyle Allen, who's going to start over Haskins for the Washington football team. I like this move because I love when people just get canned quickly. Ron Rivera said we Can have a city. Can City. <laughs> <laughs> and we ain't talking about them Chiefs. Listen, <clears throat> Ron Rivera said today, came out, you know, we're trying to win. I mean, and, and obviously they're in the NFC least. So it's the worst division ever in football. And it's like it's crazy. Dallas is at the bottom of it. Giants, right there, hovering just above New York football giants. So I don't know. Kyle Allen, uh, actually I heard today two Kyle Allen's only five months older than Dwayne Haskins. And he has two extra years of experience in the NFL uh, than Dwayne Haskins. So, um, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, is familiar with uh, for, with Kyle Allen. Uh, started for him in uh, in Carolina with the Panthers. They actually dropped Haskins to third string. Uh, I, I I I agree with this because I think it's very obvious to tell if a quarterback has it or not. I think I literally think that your your basic Sunday, you know, every other Sunday football fan can can literally look at a quarterback and say, does this guy have it? Is this guy taking? Is this guy going to take the four and you know twelve team or whatever to Turn to a winning it. record into the playoffs or right. not? And I think literally it's like, does he pass the eye test? All right. And I, I don't think he does. No, and I don't know if Josh point. Daniels do, or if um, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones does either. No. I really, I really don't. Breaking news, Rooster. Breaking news. Six inning. New York Yankees uh, take a four-one lead. Dinger what? alert. Yeah, Hicks. Yeah. I think Hicks hit a dinger. So let's uh, before we get the buttered hard roll of the week. Florida Governor says stadiums can move to full capacity. Florida's fighting for the right to party down there. I love it. Florida don't give uh, enough about nothing. <laughs> Miami came out and said that they're still only going to have, I think, like 14,000 uh, per game at their stadium. But honestly, I don't think Dolphins get more than 14,000 anyway. Um, but I think Tampa can also – Tampa and – What other team am I missing? What's that, Dave? What, what, what did you say this is? Oh, you're right! All right, we all know where that song's going. I, I hope Tampa Bay packs stadium. I hope Brady has a home field advantage like no other team does. Then he goes to, I don't even know if he plays Minnesota, and there's not one person in the stands. Um, Rue, what do you think? What do you think? Live check-in, Rue. Live check-in. 10 nothing. 10 nothing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, we're trying to keep this going as well. Hopefully they cover. But back to the Florida thing, I love it. I love it. Let's get back to football. Let's get back to normal. Let's have fun with it. Um, like you said, the Dolphins probably only see 15,000 15, fans anyway, so nothing much is changing. Well, they, so they said they're going to keep it to 13, right? So okay. So I went to a Dolphins game two years ago, Yeah, was bought the tickets that day for like 45 bucks. We were in the end zone. People think end zones are bad tickets. I think they're great. Yeah. Great value. Throwing tickets at you. You would say great value. Great value. But like six reason. row for like, for like 50 bucks a ticket. And it's like, there's not one Dolphins fan in that stadium. It's all just tourists and, you know, people from other countries and whatnot. And uh, right. they, they, they can't get 13,000 true fans. No, not Miami. Tampa can. Tampa will pack the stadium. Definitely will. So um, that takes take us into your buttered hard roll. Let's wrap this puppy up. All right, Dave, I alluded to the butter hard roll earlier in the pod. I, I'm rolling this week. I'm uh, lathering up my buttered hard roll 
uh, with the Clemson Miami over, baby. I'm rolling with the over, and let me tell you why. Both teams average over 40 points a game. Derek King, six touchdowns, zero INTs. Trevor Lawrence, the golden boy, seven touchdowns, zero INTs. Both teams over 500 total offensive yards per game. Clemson gave up 23 points to, I think, a much less caliber team than Miami in Virginia last week. And Miami allowed 34 to a team that isn't really showing out right now in Louisville. So I think there's going to be points, 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 points. Take the over. Roll with my buttered hard roll this week. We're going to go two weeks in a row. That's called a winning streak, Rue. That's called a winning streak. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's let's wrap this up, Lantern. I'm throwing you on the spot, but I think we should do this at the end of every episode. Lantern, final thoughts. Lantern's final thoughts. Don't give me none of that old lady bullshit, Dorn. <laughs> Lou Brown. <laughs> That'll do it. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cover City Sports and on Twitter at Cover City Sports. Make sure you uh, enroll in the DraftKings. Links will be on Twitter and on Instagram. Hop in first twenty, make it. We'll see you next week, boys. And girls. Yeah, Cover City.